You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It, it, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So, again, I think I've said this before in this same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, DeAsia Robinson, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, DeAsia. Thank you, Queen, for getting up early with me this Saturday morning. I have a very interesting show and some returning guests this morning, but if you will, Queen, say hello. Tell them a little bit about yourself and all the podcasting you out here doing. Um, you you doing big things out here, but thank you, Queen, for being taking a little time to, to you know to serve us up as a Queen of Intellect member of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. How you doing, Queen? I'm sorry, let me bring you live. I'm sorry, sorry about that. All right, DAs, you live right now. Go ahead, Queen. I am well. Thanks for asking. How you doing? Doing well. That's good. I'm doing all right. Just got a little slight headache, but other than that, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Um, so thank you so much for having me today as well. Um, this is an interesting topic. I have had uh, speak pieces on it before, so I was really interested in giving my opinion on the topic today. Um, of course, I have my own podcast, The Death of the Asia, um, where I talk about like. It's a hard topic from time to time, do story times, and sometimes talk about trending topics. Um, and I'm also a uh, a host on another podcast called The Hip Hop School Past and Present. It's a panel show where we discuss all things hip hop. Podcasts can be found on YouTube and Facebook. No, I love it. Again, thank you for making some time for us. And yes, you have done think pieces um, in various areas around this topic. Uh, but without further ado, let's introduce our special guest, Hassan and Naila Clay. 
Uh, the returning couple are better known as that Kelly couple. They are a relationship counselor as well as uh, a, a polygamous couple. I'll mention that as we let the cat out of the bag of this morning's discussion. discussion. Um, is polygamy similar to pimping? But before we go into the discussion, let's get their background and thank y'all for returning. Y'all are always my go-to when we do these hard and difficult topics that people are not ready for. Y'all always stay ready. So I love y'all for that. <laughs> but if y'all will, uh, say hello to the two seekers that are out there listening and give any background that y'all would like to give as well. We are that clay couple. Hey, y'all. Okay, and we're known for providing life-changing premarital and marriage rehab courses and mental health counseling that quickly gets you to relationship goals with your partners, with your partner and yourself because all relationships begin with the relationship you have with you. No, I love it. And so with that said, let's go ahead and get into this morning's discussion question. If you are a first-time listener out there, we will open up the phone lines and y'all can get y'all questions in as well. I'm going to give everybody a heads up. I'm thinking of playing the devil's advocate role the entire show. So um, if I I seem a little honorary today, y'all bear with me. Uh, I'm I'm being intentional just to, to push the envelope very hard on this question. Is polygamy similar to pimping. Is polygamy similar to pimping? And so, um, Naila, as our special guest and as a queen, we'll start with you first, if you will, queen. Um, when I called you, again, y'all know when I do these topics, y'all are always available. When you heard it worded that way, though, what was your first thought? <laughs> Hassan is already la- laughing. I, I live in a, a world where you know there there where there are polygyny couples where they do exist. Why we even counsel them professionally? And I don't have that as a frame of reference. I don't know what that looks like. I know what pimping looks like. I've seen that too. But okay. when you say pimp and and polygamy, I don't make any connection. Uh, you know be. Between yeah, the, I, would like, I would love to hear yes, how you got to that. Uh, yeah, I don't make any connection between um, the two. Now, I, I, I'm sure somebody working it out and making it look like that. Yeah. But I, I don't have that frame of reference. The hospital is saying he does either. No, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you, you speak Go ahead real quick. If you will, Asan, again, this is just – the initial thought when when I called, I think I think you about the last when I told you the title, if I remember correctly, when I called you. So yeah, and if you can if you can um tell me what was behind the laugh because I'm not trying to go deeper. This is just our initial opening. What did you think? Because something made you laugh when you heard it worded that way. So can you recall what you thought when I said, "Hey, here's the topic," and you started laughing? What was that thought? Do you recall? Well, I just, I just, you know, those those peas put together, you know, it just seemed like <laughs> to me, you know, it was um, it was interesting to see how that would play out, um, and I was thinking like, man, I, I wonder how, I wonder what was on his mind when he put that together like that, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I said, I'm interested. I, I would want to be on this show because I want to hear how that works, right? <laughs> And well, what was the thought behind it? Because I, I do realize that in some instances, 
people people look at you know a person a, a man who's practicing polygyny, you know what does he have going on, and then you know we think of this thing called pimping, right? That's the exploitation of someone, right? And so I was trying to see how okay how is this being how is this being combined the exploitation of, of a man exploiting a woman in a sense. So I was wondering what, you know, how did he put that together? Now that's fair enough. Now that's fair enough. I just want that initial thought. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead the, thought, the thought is, is that if you have multiple, if you have multiple women, let's just say, it, you can have multiple women and I mean, multiple men and she's a cougar. You know, she's living her best life. She's doing whatever it is that she's doing. However, when a man has multiple women, the thought is somehow it is that he's being abusive, that they're not being treated well, that no one can be happy, that there it has to be some type of, you know, transactional relationship. And if when people change their mindset about what rape relationships are supposed to look like, they can actually get a very different viewpoint about it. Right, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that dialogue, even though you're breaking my rule. You're going into the second and third thought. Now, we ain't let, <laughs> we ain't right. let the agent get her first quiet. thought. We're going to be quiet. We're going to follow the rules. Y'all can get it out, but follow the rules. We're going to follow the rules. We done left the agent 30 seconds to tell me her I first thought. I tell me that a lot. Follow the agent. <laughs> do what I tell you. Five of the instructions. Now here you come telling me. Finna tilt out. We finna traumatize you, Naila. You need to listen to him, and then you won't go through this. Let me stop. But, uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, get, let me get the age in before we go to break. Let me get the age in before we go to break. The age has done this before, so watch how she does. See how long y'all y'all took the whole ten minutes. Watch the age right now. The age. What, what was your first thought? First thought, Queen. Show them how to do it, the age. So funny. No, my 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 first thought was that you know it was it was something it was very interesting. I can understand how. Um, uh, you could draw that correlation, and I just felt that it was just going to be uh, a, a good topic that would give a whole bunch of a whole bunch of insight. Um, I could see how I was able to look at it and see how one could associate polygamy with that, and I could also see how you know some people who are open to that lifestyle or maybe living that lifestyle could possibly look at that title and be like, "Oh, what what is this? This makes no sense." So. I just felt like initially um, that would just bring bring the audience to to be willing to sit and listen to what it is that you have to say on the topic. So now let's do it. Um, let's to, I'm here because break. I'm interested in talking about it. Now let's do it. Let's go to break and we'll be right back and we'll get hot and heavy. Open up the phone lines. We got a lot of callers out there as well. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Please join us on the weekend of April 29th through 30th for the Key Lombo Family Fun Fest. This event has something for the entire family with classes in African dance, art, drumming, cooking, martial arts, and many others. Quilombo Academic and Cultural Institute hosts a series of virtual fun, games, and engaging classes in order to raise money for their students' tuition and competitive salaries for their teachers. Quilombo Academic and Cultural Institute is an African-centered, accredited school in Decatur, Georgia. Quilombo's mission is to foster an academically excellent and culturally relevant education that produces students who are equipped to succeed globally and are committed to social justice. For more information or to become a sponsor of the Quilombo's Family Fun Fest, please visit them at quilomboschool.com. That is quilomboschool.com. K-I-L-O-M-B-O school.com. Is polygamy from God? Christian polygamy is. Right? Uh, We have references in the Bible where men of God um, were... uh, Polygamist and God actually referred to David when he had taken the the wife of his friend that uh, if you wanted more wives I would have given them to you. So we know God gives multiple wives to his men. All right. And another thing um, that I would like to add is that uh, at first it seems ridiculous and outrageous that one would go into a polygamous marriage. But for me, it's not because one, the things that came to my mind when I first uh, came here was that already in the world where I was in relationships, where my heart was being broken, was because men were having affairs and multiple girlfriends behind my back, and I didn't know about it until I found out and you know, in nowadays there's HIV and AIDS and all those things because they go around scandalizing behind your back. They bring HIV AIDS in your home. Uh-huh. This setup for me was like ideal because then one, I know who my husband is with, and two, I know it's not out of dislike for me, but um, continuous love. Um, three. I gain a friend, like my sister wife, we're like best friends. In fact, I'm going to try and insert like a, a little clip here where we had a picnic together and you can see that we are really close and loving one another. Um, we love one another according to the word because Jesus says that um, love one another as I have loved you. So it's easy for us to love one another when we know that God has called us to love one another and to press past the things the enemy might try to bring into our minds. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson, a special guest are Hassan and Naila Clay. Um, that clay couple for this morning's discussion question is polygamy similar to pimping as we hear a cut of a sister breaking down how and why she became a sister wife and I would say in the modern context 
Um, if you saw any of the promotions for this week, uh, or actually not this week, but literally I just promoted it for a day, I highlighted, uh, in a sense, polygamy from the traditional way, in a sense that we hear about it, and she hear her talking about it from a religious standpoint, but some of the context that she spoke about as far as her considering it was basically a lot of things that she was dealing with in the modern era, modern era, which in a sense is very different than traditional, if you will. And so when I listened to that and to answer your question, Hassan, because you're like, how did, you know, how did I put that together? And uh, I'll say to a degree, even looking at the traditional sense, there are many who will even look at tradition and says, hey, even religion can be exploitive, exploitive to the point that uh, that the, even the idea of polygamy is something really that men want it and they use the religion to exploit having multiple women. So I've even heard that context before. So before we move fully into the modern era, I would love to hear from you, Hassan, knowing, you know, again, that this is your practice, your belief in your religion. What would you say to someone who challenges that even the concept, even from a traditional religious space, is exploitive? How would, you know, just what's your thoughts on that, if you will, King? Well, I mean, I believe anything can be exploited, right? Um, you got bad people who just do bad things, right? And they they have whatever reasons or reasoning that they put together to do those things or to justify whatever it is that they do, right? So you have people. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to play like everybody who does it who moves into polygyny has good thoughts, right? There are things that a person should be able to do. Okay, if we're looking at it from a religious standpoint, um, right now, I, I am Muslim, right? So if we look at it from a religious standpoint of being Muslim at this point, there are things that a person who is supposed to go into collision is supposed to be able to do in order to make that happen. But you do have some people who are not really um, – on that, who are on that, not on that level, but they say, this is my right, or I got permission from God to be able to do this, right? So they're going to a situation not fully or not near, for, near prepared to do so, but because their desires say that they can have more than one woman, then they fall into their desires. So I can see how that, in that instance, a person that's being exploited. Now, fair enough. DeAsia, if you will, um, your DeAsia, if you will, um, give me your thoughts on this from the standpoint of, again, just trying to start from a historical context before we move fully into the modern area, modern era, which obviously creates um, the, the, the today's title, if you will. But from a traditional sense. Uh, and thinking of religion, I think you would agree or, you know, you tell me about others who think of even just the idea of, quote, unquote, especially in the Western society, all religions having some explorative, patriarchal nature and, and that the, even the rules are more man-made than from God, if you will. I think people have that perspective or we hear that now. Um, your thoughts um, on, on that, if you will, Queen? 
I definitely agree that it's a form of exploitation um, when it comes to a religion, organized religion. Uh, those things are man-made. Um, I don't, I, there is nothing if, you know, there is a belief in a God. Uh, I don't think that a God has anything to do with someone having multiple wives, like what's the necessity? Um, I think that's, uh, that's, that's rooted in tradition more so than anything, and it's not a religion. Um, I think that people use the religion in order to advocate for the actual tradition. Um, when they can't actually, you know, explain it, then it's I, I they can fall back on the religious aspect of it because I mean, things that are spiritual, uh, celestial, or anything of that beyond the beyond the cloud, so to speak, out of this realm, has absolutely nothing to do with having multiple wives. So I no, definitely okay. do feel like it's an ex- exploitation. Okay. Now, Ayla, if you will, Queen, um, in hearing that, um, I hear the ageist perspective quite often. I will say from my, I guess, education and what I've learned, someone who loves history, loves studying religions and things of that nature, I will say I hear what the ageist says in that perspective quite often. I will offer and wonder what your thoughts are on this. I will offer that a lot of times in Western society, we say it from a lack of education about exactly, for example, um, you know, both of y'all being Muslim, if you will, sometimes we don't understand it because we haven't heard all of it in full. And so um, what are your thoughts when you hear someone make the case that, the, you know, religion in itself is explorative and and though it may be in the Bible, it's, it's man-made? What are your thoughts? Because, again, I hear these thoughts and we're going to have these real dialogues. Um, <laughs> my first thought is I hear it, and that's your opinion. I mean that that's my first thought because I I work with polit um couples who practice this lifestyle. I don't, and very often they may or may not be Muslim. It may be a personal choice and a lifestyle that this couple is um, deciding to to do. So while my husband brought that up, my frame of reference. For it is not limited to religion. So saying that, okay, people use it and they do it under the guise of religion and that that's why they do it and that's their, you know, their their gateway to their, their to emotional abuse and mental abuse of a woman. Well, what about the ones who aren't doing it for religious purposes? When the ones who are doing it for community building and because for them, monogamy isn't a choice. And so it doesn't have to be under the umbrella of, you know, under the umbrella of, of religion. People use religion to, to exploit anything. And whatever, if someone has a negative motive, they will find negative ground to give them evidence for whatever it is that they want to do. However, if we're talking about this as could this actually be a possible lifestyle? Could it actually work? And see, and that's one people don't want to hear. We don't want to have that conversation because I live in a world that says monogamy is best. However, we see here known worldwide as professional couple 
counselors and most of our clients, 90%, they're in monogamy and they're in trouble. So it's not about how many partners that you have. It's the people who are in these relationships that are jacking them up. Wow, strong points. Hassan, any thoughts on that? For the callers out there, hold on one second, Hassan. For the callers out there, if you're trying to get in, you do have to press 1. Um, if you're online and would like to get in, the um, number is 646 787 1691 got a couple callers that want to get in. Um, Hassan, do you have a you know, quick thought on uh, what we just said, and we'll go to the callers after you. Yeah, it's just, you know, I said, I think you at this segment you were thinking of, you know, as religion, as exploitative, you know, and I'm, even we'll listen to the sister, you know, I I firmly believe that we're spiritual beings having a human existence, having a human experience, right? So there there is a connection, and, you know, to to look at a situation where, you know, people are fallible by nature, then that means some people will use whatever things that they have mm-hmm. at their disposal to do whatever it is they feel like they want to do, right? That's exploitative in itself, right. naturally. Now, it so, makes sense. And, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead King. No, that was it. That was actually it. Okay, cool. And I, and I wanted to at least delve into that. I want to get more into the modern conversation, but I, I didn't think it would be right not to at least bring that up because I think to a degree whether those those P's, as you said, have really maybe have not been put together, especially traditionally, I think there was an aspect mm-hmm. where we at least need to explore that. So I wanted to at least start there. Right. Let's go to these callers and uh, see what they've got on their mind. All right, for the truth seeker, area code 480, last 3314, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. This is William Agnew. I'm calling from Dallas. Hey, what's going on, King? What you got for us? Good, good. I'm good. Good morning, everybody. So I I just think I I often tell people, you know, when we have a discussion like this, it's just if you look at the marketplace and society as a whole, you know, the value proposition and just about everything is being adjusted and changed. And a lot of that has to do with the access to the new information. And so technology is really doing that, in my opinion, where people just have different perspectives because they're more in communication with, you know, people outside of their, their regular, you know, the reach has changed. Mm-hmm. And so this changes the perspective because what we're seeing now, instead of just the physical aspect of people, we're seeing more of how people think and the mental uh, capacity of people because everybody's putting their opinions and, you know, ideas out into the, the public space, the marketplace. And so with that being said, I just think more than pimping to, to take it, uh, to take it back to the essence of what we're talking about. I think people are just, some people are just more comfortable with the idea of choosing a lifestyle where they don't have to guess and they don't have to be, if they're going to be disappointed they might as well be disappointed or if they're going to be uh, or if the direction is going to change or if anything's going to change in regards to what they sign up for and they have some level of control in that, in that change. And so understanding that, you know, people, you know, aren't perfect and things are going to happen. I think traditionally People are more uh, open today instead of having this wishful thinking that we're going to get married and things are going to be great and I have this, you know, this fantasy uh, idea of what marriage is. I think the polygamy part of it is like, let me understand what I'm going into because I understand people and the idea is a little bit clearer. And so the value proposition of 
being in a, a polygamous relationship versus a monogamous relationship is a little more settling for people in the sense that they have a little bit more control of the outcomes and the problems and the situations that, you know, every relationship is going to have. So I think it's just a, it's just a value uh, change in, uh, in the way that people think, not so much a pimping, uh, if you will, but just a choice of this is what I would rather, this is how I'd rather engage with this situation versus this fantasy of tradition where it's supposed to be like this and I'm going to have this white gown wedding and we're going to live happily ever after. I'd rather have this idea of community. I'd rather have this idea of uh, openness. And if you want to participate in that, let me know so I can protect myself. I can make the decision. I can have the choice in that as opposed to having this, this fantasy idea and then be disappointed or hurt or even damaged, uh, you know, from something that I, is more traditional than reality, if that makes sense. No, I, make, I, think, I think I hear reality versus expectation in that. Um, Deandre, we've got about a minute before break. Let me get a quick thought from you um, uh, before we go to break, Queen. Thank you for your uh, three cents this morning, uh, William. No doubt. You know what? There's a, there, I've, I've noticed there's a running theme here um, uh, from the caller. Uh, he was talking about expectations of, uh, you know, people have a certain expectations for monogamous relationships and it might not necessarily work. Uh, someone might end up getting hurt. Um, in the clip that we heard, the lady was also talking about, you know, uh, maybe possibly experiencing some level of disappointment for her partner. So she was open to the idea of, you know, having a sister wife, right? Um our society is not, uh, over here in the Western society, we're not socialized for community. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm noticing that the running thing, a lot of people jump into polygamous relationships because possibly maybe the guy, he, he didn't have enough discipline and they cheated or something in the war. Hey, we got a bad connection with you. We got a bad connection, um, the Asia. Um, I caught most of what you said. I'm going to say it and go to break, and you can come back out of break. But I think you, you were saying the running theme seems to be people are jumping based on some level of hurt in their monogamy. It's a little bit of what I'm hearing, but you're going in and out. So if you will, call back in, Queen. We're going to go to break, and we'll let you finish that thought out of the break. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hi, Tech family. It's Queen Ayana. Today, I want to talk to you guys about polygamy um, and why I think it will heal the black community. It will be a catalyst in healing, um, like I said, the black community. So, polygamy. <laughs> polygamy is when a man has more than one wife, okay? And this is a natural order of um, the African family structure. However, being taken away from our home, um, and after 500 years of the most brutal torture, slavery, and inhumane treatment that the inhumane gave us, um, that's been broken all apart. Okay, so why would polygamy heal the black community? One, it would heal the sisterhood. A lot of people, a lot of the sisters would walk around with attitudes with other sisters because they look at their sisters as competition instead of as family. Well, if I'm not... If I'm not having the mindset that my man belongs to me and only me, um, then I don't mind being around my sisters. I don't have that competitive um, nature with my sisters. I'm not already stank-faced with my sister just because she might walk by my man and she's pretty and he might notice her. 
you know, um, or she just looked, she looked at my man for a second. Okay. Especially with you, you sisters with, um, men that are just really attractive and everything. And you just think everybody's trying to go for your man, you know, I mean, at this point, we don't really have the luxury to have one man to ourselves. We're at war. A lot of our men are locked up, so a lot of the children are out here. So it would be selfish to continue to get this, get with this monogamy shit, okay? It's selfish on, on our behalf. You know, I understand that that's a taught behavior. You know, we've been indoctrinated in the system. But it's selfish because it leaves the kids. It leaves the kids with single mother households. And a lot of us know what these single mother households do. You see your mother working hard by herself your whole life. You know what I'm saying? And that mindset kind of messes you up. It, it's in, it's imbalanced because when it, when you're in a single parent household, the parents got to be both of the parents, which is unnatural to that parent, whatever, whether it's a man or a woman. It's unnatural to have to carry out both um, jobs, both roles um, for your children. Okay, it, it, it brings the mother out of balance. It brings children out of balance. And so uh, polygamy would help with the children, okay? And that's what's most important right now. Not how you feel about your man. Not not about um, um, you and, and, you know, whatever. But what's important right now is the children. And for the children's sake, we need to be connecting households. Not only that, but polygamy builds strong empires, okay? You have to think of marriage as a business arrangement, okay? We didn't just 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 marry for love. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson. Our special guests are Asan and Naila Clay. That Clay couple for this morning's discussion question is polygamy similar to pimping. Uh, DeAsia, we got you back on the air. Hopefully, a lot clearer so you can finish your thought because I definitely want to go into that cut from Queen Ayana. Uh, but go ahead, Queen. Um, try to finish your thought from before the break. Okay. Can you hear me with my phone? Okay. Now. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So, so before we went to break, what I was saying is there's there's a running thing here, and I'm so glad that you played that clip because that's going to help me elaborate on what I was saying as well. Um, so there's a running thing here. If I know, when you when I hear the caller, I heard that very first clip that was made. The running theme here is about the guy is not disciplined enough to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship, and you know you're dealing with someone that is cheating, or you're dealing with the woman is in a situation where she's like, okay, he's cheating on me and I don't want to leave him, so um, I try to open myself up to the idea of you know a polygamous relationship. Uh, the lady on this last clip, she. She expounded on it, so to speak, because she went from, if you, if you notice in the beginning of the clip, she was talking about, you know, how she was being, being jealous of your friends or having a problem with your friends or whatever, being around your man. And so then later on in the clip, she starts to rationalize with herself as to why she's okay with Khalid. When there never was an actual thought of hers, she, 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 a lot of times, Polygamy is not something that a woman is sitting around thinking about, hey, this is what I want to do. This is the lifestyle that I aspire to, to be a part of, right? A lot of times they get convinced to be in that lifestyle or a certain situation might occur where they have to um, get to themselves and, and, and kind of rationalize with themselves and be like, okay, I'm okay with this situation. And then they start to open themselves up 
to their actual lifestyle, and then they start doing all of this searching and trying to find information to validate themselves or, or to make themselves okay with the idea that they're in this type of arrangement. Because even that lady, when she said something, and so that's the reason why um, people can draw the correlation between polygamy and pimping, because it's still something that is mentally happening to that woman because women are not sitting around designing a polygamous relationship. And this, oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. I love that thought. I love that thought. I think what she, I think what the agent just said is the driving point. And not that I, you know, just her son to be fair, it's not so much the thinking of what she just said or whatever. The questions are marketing questions, right? So it's like here's an opportunity to learn the truth about polygamy, if you will. Um, but the cut that you just heard from the young lady, Ayana, is is a, a more modern thought of how polygamy could be used. But as the age of saying is, and it's really as I'm listening to her point this out, um, there is that aspect that people, you know, as she just said, a lot of women are in a situation where they they start considering it because they're forced to accept it, maybe because of like the first caller, the first caller said expectations that maybe we had that may may no even even that may have been off. So people are in a sense believe one thing and are forced into it. So there's an aspect of what the age is pointing out that 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 makes this question very salient if that makes sense and again i wasn't even thinking that deep as she as she explained that but i think that hits the head on the nail even with what queen ayana may have said so i'll be very interested in your thoughts on that before we go to the next caller i'm sorry let me bring you back live brother hold on one second Do they drop? Hold on. Let me find them. Where did it go? All right. Sorry about that, y'all. All right. So you're live now, King. Okay. I said that um, we're using words here. So one of the words that I hear and that we're talking about extensively right now is polygyny, right, or polygamy, whatever you like to call it. But I haven't heard anything about pimping and the correlation to pimping. What is pimping at this point? Because now we, we're hearing why people go into, you know, poly situations, polygynous situations. You just like a woman has to be convinced or have to get information there. Well, a man does too if he's going to do it correctly, right? So information is going to be the key for everybody in this instance. And I think Naila had a point a little earlier as far as when she, her and I was talking and I want her to really kind of. I'm gonna give a give a give thirty seconds of my time yeah, to no her problem. right now. So yeah, no problem. What I was saying is, is that you know, in the in the clip of the woman who was saying, "Well, this is why I did it." You know, she said she talked about HIV. You know, the the man um, cheating. I know someone. I think it was you, Montoya, who said, you know, that um, people do it because of different value. But see, the value is based on something that's problem centered. I value not being hurt. I value not being disappointed. I don't know who does it. And so it's there's this belief that well, I'll go ahead and I'll go into polygamy, and that's going to keep me from knowing if he's cheating, and that's going to keep me knowing who he is. First of all. Someone tell you everybody right now. Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me good. People in polygamy cheat. Okay? So have you ever considered <laughs> doing the self work? 
so that you don't attract a cheater. That might be where your solution lies. Polygyny is not a last resort type of relationship. It's still relationship. It's still marriage, just like that. And it still requires work, just like anything, anything else. And so this is the belief that, well, I'm going into it because I don't, I want to avoid those things. That's trauma focused. That's someone who needs counseling and is afraid of their issues and their triggers being put in their face in a love relationship. I don't know who wants to have that type of experience, but you don't avoid it in polygamy. You avoided it by doing yourself work. No, I love it. So and, this, and this idea that I go to polygamy, it's like, you know, it's, it's the same idea of I, I got bad credit and I just started my job, so I go to the buy here, pay here place. I go to the last resort. And, like, mm-hmm. polygamy is this buy here, pay here type of setup for marriage. No. You know what? I can set myself up so that I can go to CarMax or go to Carvana and I can pay for my car straight out. I can actually change some things internally about myself and my coins. Well, you can do the same thing with a relationship. You can change change some things about yourself, but then you still get to choose whether or not you want monogamy and whether or not you want polygamy. The work, the human work doesn't, Because it's a lot. 
men who have money, women are throwing themselves out there. And when you do that with the opportunity, men are having sex, you know. But most men don't have that situation going on. Most working men don't have the situation. So when we're talking about polygamy, we're not talking about the average man. There's only a few men who are in the position to even be able to consider polygamy. So that that's my other thought about it, where if we were – if Women are just saying, like, oh, all these men want polygamy. Most men can't even get polygamy. Most men can't even afford polygamy. And I'm not even saying money-wise, but just even being able to just go out there and attract women because it's a very difficult proposition to be able to just go out there and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go get me two and three women, five women, or whatever, you know, the situation is. That is a very hard thing. Where do you start with polygamy? So those are the two things. It's just a Disney complex where women are already engaged in the monogamy That's thing from their, from their childhood. No, I love and it. The, I love of course. It. Love yeah, so those thoughts. are my two thoughts on it. No, no, I love both thoughts and want to hear what Hassan, uh, I'll get you to um, respond to him. I'm supposed to go to break, but I'm going to go ahead and let you respond, and we'll do the break after you respond. Again, being someone who practices and hearing this man break down his three cents on this discussion this morning. What are your thoughts, Hassan? I mean, and, and some of it I, I believe is true, um, that – you know, I, I have a friend who, who's, who, who's quoted as saying, you know, polygamy is for bosses, right? And that, you know, you have to be a particular style of man, a particular type of man. And if it was so prevalent, then we'd be having more of it, right? But some people can't do it. And a lot of men can't do it. A lot of men, some men don't expire. To, I mean, they have the thoughts of having more than one, but they, 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 don't, act they don't act on it. Because of what it requires. Right, and because of what all it requires. Now, when the, and that's where I get back to, the second word is pimping, right? And we have to really have an understanding of what pimping is to understand when a man is exploiting women. And we haven't talked about that yet. The thought is, is that if she's in polygamy, he's being exploited. Right. Right. And that that's just just an assumption because people have a mindset of monogamy. That doesn't make it true. Right, and so that that's what I mean. That's the point I'm really ready to get to talking to. When we get opportunity, right? Yeah, I understand. I understand. You 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 hold in on that word. That that, that 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 I feel you because of 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 again. You I respect that, and we and we can do that. Let's go to um the break. I got another caller as well, so we're gonna go to the break. And get to the caller, and you know, and we'll hopefully get back. And well, not hopefully, we will. But let's get to the caller so they called in um, before this break. Uh, we'll be right back. You listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on: Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. For 
all the success stories that we see in traders, there are countless others, thousands, even millions of others of unsuccessful people who were wiped out. Again, that money had to come from somewhere. These are the first questions that keep you in the game because, again, what trading is not is not a game. Trading is a practice. It's art and science in a way that if you do it correctly, you can make money. This course is designed to help you as a trader, as a young, burgeoning trader, or if you've had some experience and maybe some difficulties in trading, to understand the elements that are involved in what makes trading as hard and competitive and hopefully see some of the success that you probably thought that you would have in the first place. For more information on Blacks Academy, please visit their YouTube page at Blacks Academy. That's B-L-A-X-E Academy. This morning's discussion question is polygamy similar to pimping. We just had a caller uh, here out of Atlanta, Clive, who made up a couple of points and, you know, just reiterating the idea that uh, most men can't, even if, and as Brother Hassan, our special guest said, even if they expire, expire to, can't do it. And the reality is, if you look at the history, uh, even in places where it is encouraged, if you will, or it is part of the culture, uh, you still don't see most men having the capabilities based on the requirement of it. So I thought that was a fair thought by that brother. Uh, but let's go to uh, another caller, and we'll continue this discussion this morning. Area code 678 Last three three zero six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Good morning. This is uh, Tennyson calling from Atlanta. Hey, how you doing, and... Tennyson? What you got for us, King? <laughs> hey, pretty well. Well, I got a couple points I want to make. First, I think, you know, the question is insulting. Uh, no, poly- polygamy is not pimping, and I'm glad that the both your panel, was they were able to talk about and use that word exploiting, the difference between pimping and, and, and polygamy. So, yeah, I'm glad that is clarified. You know, for me, I think it's funny when, I, when, I, uh, when, when we say having multiple wives, it's not religious, but it's man-made, not realizing that religion is man-made. What is not man-made is eating, clothing, and sheltering. And so if consulting adults wish to be together in an intimate relationship, they should be. I mean, we've got to advance. We've got to be an advanced society and allow people to live freely. I think one of the main reasons why we are against polygamy is ownership. You know, we like to say this is my woman or this is my man, but with polygamy, you have to be in a position of sharing in a position of saying, you know what, this woman is not with me right now, or she may not be with me tomorrow. If you are in a, if a man is in a relationship and he's sharing his woman, or in the case of the woman sharing the man, but I will say this, yes, polygamy is, would, you know, would definitely be helpful to the black community if it's done right. Hey, thank you for those thoughts. DeAsia, any thoughts to uh, what uh, Tennyson had to say? Um, definitely. Uh, first, um, the, the question in itself isn't so so much of a disrespectful question uh, because it's not saying that uh, – it, the question isn't saying that polygamy is pimping. The question is is asking 
is it pimping? And the reason why it's asked that way is because of the fact of how we are socialized over here in this Western society. Um, we're not socialized for polygamy. The caller, uh, there was a previous caller that also said something about the Cinderella complex and whatnot. And, and regardless of how somebody might feel that that is damaging, that's how we're socialized. This is our this our society, America, is socialized for monogamy. It's not socialized for polygamy. All these other different countries, every different country, they have they have their their culture in the way that they they do things. So take bits and pieces of another culture, and just just because it appeals to us, and say you know it's something wrong over here because we like what they're doing over there, and vice versa. You know because there are some things that they do over there that we don't we don't agree with, and it's things that they do over there that we do agree with, right? So we have to just be realistic and just keep in mind we are just socialized a certain type of way, and it's not for polygamy. So when it is happening, this is something new that is coming more so in the mainstream and how we have previously seen situations where you have a, a one man with multiple women around him. That has What we have seen historically is that there was a guy that was a pimp over here. Now, in another in another country, it might be a king who has some concubines and they're polygamous. Over here, we didn't we didn't walk around seeing men with multiple women unless he was pimping. So, the the what, what people are not trying not draw, drawing a connection to the actual title is because not accepting the fact that we are socialized a certain type of way. So we just have to keep that. We just have to keep that in mind. Nobody is even saying that they are against polygamy, but right now it's the it's a it's a conversation that is taking place. Um, it's had um, a whole lot more than it used to be before. So I think it's it's a good conversation to have to just shed some light and get a better understanding and and, and maybe help reprogram the way we actually look at things. Uh, Asia, has, the Asia just basically gave the full context of why the question is what it is. It's it's, it's specifically that. And so I absolutely respect, if you will, Tennyson saying the question is disrespectful um, when you think of it to a degree in the literal context. But the full context of, as, as the Asia is saying, we're, we're in a world where people are exploring these different things, as, as Hassan and Naila have correctly pointed out. Anything can become explorative. We're just kind of having the dialogue based on, as she said, we have not been socialized. And so people wonder without knowing sometimes what is that. And that's the dialogue we're having today. Matter of fact, here's some comments I got in, in promoting this show this week. And definitely um, Hassan and Naila want to hear y'all thoughts on this. But I'll just read a couple of comments. I got one from Keena Marshall. She says, in America, when answering today's question, this is her response. She said, in America, it's pimping. I don't trust Polly in this country, not something I can trust with American men. She says, because Polly isn't the problem, the tainted ways of westernized culture of American men is. So I think that speaks to, to I think that encapsulates some of what DeAsia was saying. Would you agree with that, DeAsia? And then I want to hear her sons and Naila's thoughts. Does that comment kind of capture what you're talking about? Yes, it it definitely captures what I'm talking about, and it's not a thing where it's 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 a well I'm I'm so hard up where I can say I'm polyamorous, right? So for me, I understand I understand polygamy, 
But I also understand I've also been in a polygamous relationship before, right? I understand it, but I also understand for me being walking in those shoes of how we how we got to that. And it's not any of this sit down and we're having a conversation about religion and community building. It it, it, it that wasn't that that's not how it, it actually started. You know, so I'm not saying that everybody else's situation didn't start like that, but I mean living a certain lifestyle uh for a, a certain length of time these these come these these uh, talking points that come up when we're having these conversations are typically not the conversations that are had when you're getting into that situation. You start off with more so something problematic, and then the people who are you you know mature enough to now sit down and have a conversation and come together and be able to start exploring the things a healthy way. So it's, I, I don't want anyone to think that I actually have a problem with polygamy itself, but I'm real, I'm honest about, you know, our mindset here in this society regarding so, it. And she's, and, and that's how it, it, it comes off is based on what they comment said. And um, if you will, uh, Nyla, y'all can go ahead and jump in here. We've got another caller as well. Um, but so I hope the, the thing that I want to very, really clarify is the information y'all have been bringing thus far is a lot of clarity that people possibly need in exploring it in the manner that a DeAsia is talking about. And for me, it's not a for or against thing. It's the dialogues that need to take place. And, you know, to y'all credit, as y'all said, y'all have these dialogues, even though y'all are in a polygamous situation, y'all do these counselings even outside of that. So y'all a lot of what we're saying now, but I think it provides the context of what this question is exploring, if that makes sense. I'm sorry, I'll bring y'all back live again. One second. And we'll get to the next caller after this. Got a, okay. uh, a couple a, of minutes. So y'all go ahead. Sorry about that. Okay. There, there is a fact that's being put out there, but it's a weak position. And the fact is, is that, yes, we do live in this Western society that promotes monogamy. The problem is, is that that, that is a fact. This is when it becomes weak, particularly for black Americans. We're talking about how we are socialized here. We also socialize for racism. We also socialize for police brutality. We are also socialized to be shocked that a black woman with natural hair made it to the Supreme Court over 200 years. We are socialized for many things here. But just because we have been given a presentation for something and we're told that this is supposed to be the standard, never means that we have to accept it. It never means that it is correct. So take and we and and if I can use that in regard to the black community, everybody's gonna throw up their fists and they're going to agree. However, when it becomes something that we're not comfortable with, when we don't have a frame of reference for, then it becomes, oh no, I don't have that mindset. We're not socialized for that. We're not socialized for anything. It is our responsibility, which is why black black Socrates, he said, I wanna make you think. Here it is. Here's a great opportunity for us to really think if the if if the prototypes for relationships that have been given to us do they really work? Huh? Let's think about that. You know what? You make Rather a good point, that, but you're also you're you're making a good point, but you're also using sensationalism as well to drive your point. Um, the the how, as far how as, is, as how we. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, y'all. Hold on one second. Um, let. 
because um, this is a point that I want to make sure we're catching it. And so I understand, if you will, let DeAsia finish what she's saying in this point, just because I know she cut you off, Naila, but I, but I want to understand what she's talking about, and then you can fully address it. So just let her finish it and then fully address what what she's questioning you on, if that makes sense. Go ahead and finish that real quick, DeAsia. Um, what I was saying is there's sensationalism is being used right now to actually drive the point Um when we're talking about us being socialized, it's not trying to. We're not. We're not sitting. We're not trying to make it right or wrong. Um, bringing up, you know, police brutality, racism, the black experience, and everything. That's sensationalism because that that is that's totally off from the actual topic. Um, that just pulls on people's emotions. Um, as far as our society is concerned, not saying that it's right or not saying that it is wrong. As far as how we are socialized, America is socialized for monogamy. Now, if, if with the experience in monogamy, are there some things that um, happen that can make it problematic? Yes, there are. And it, it, and it does make sense for people to have conversations about maybe exploring polygamy. But we cannot evade the fact that we're socialized for monogamy in, in, in the the polygamy, the that lifestyle is something new. It's a new concept for us to grasp. So let me jump in. We can't. Let me jump in. Okay, go ahead. Let me jump in. So um, the only clarity that I that I that I that I'm that that needs to be had here is the socialization comment was never made as an against or for. Like that, I, I, we definitely need that part heard. We were just highlighting that that's the context. For which the question was brought forward. So we're not even saying that we wasn't calling polygamy bad. We're not calling. We're not. We say is it similar to pimping because of how Americans see things? That's how the question got worded that way. So it's not saying polygamy is exploitation. We're exploring it because people are wondering. Because the reality is, in this context, all the Asia is highlighting is it's relatively becoming a newer and more often had conversation. So the beauty of having both of you, Hassan and Naila, coming from it, understanding it, you can, as y'all have been doing beautifully in the first hour, continue to explain it's far from that. And that's what y'all have been doing, but we're not saying it as if it's right or that being socialized is against it. We're just having the conversation. I hope that that's very clear. I'm at the top of the hour. I'm at the top of the hour, so I got to do my top of the hour break. And we will come back with you, Naila, finishing up, and we'll go to the next caller as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you finish. Uh, I, I didn't get her point out. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go, and everywhere I be, be, I don't even talk, talk, they still know it's me. 
truth seekers, please understand, Mental Dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the Connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance, along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. That's right. We are much more than your average talk show. Please support the return of Intelligent Radio at mentaldialogue.com. If you're in Atlanta, please become a member. If you're outside of Atlanta, support and keep this Intelligent Radio on the air. This morning's discussion question is polygamy similar to pimping. Special guest co-host, DeAsia Robinson, our special guest, our son, Naila Clay. Also have another brother I asked to come on the line who's um, practiced polygamy in the past and didn't work out for him, so we wanted to have that dialogue as well um, to add that context to the table. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and not let Naila respond. And the clarity that I'm just, I just want to make this very clear that um, even the age of just highlighting when you were saying the other things that we were so socialized to, the only thing that she was just pointing out, Naila, was that um, it, it was as if you were receiving when she mentioned that we are socialized for monogamy as if she was making it as a point against polygamy. She was just highlighting, since that is our current reality, where the question of is polygamy similar to pimping, that we as Westernized society might see it as such, so it's worth having the dialogue, which is what we're doing now. She wasn't making a making a position. And so it, it seemed as, you know, just get, being for some clarity purposes, it seemed as you, was, as you was receiving her original comment that we were socialized to monogamy as a, as a as as if she was saying she was against polygamy. So I don't I hope that adds some clarity. But again, we want as much clarity as possible. Go ahead, Queen, and I gotta bring the other brother on as well. I'm sorry, got y'all. Um, all right, go ahead. I didn't call them that Now you're live again. Yeah, you're live. Go ahead, Queen. Okay. I didn't take it that way at all. I was just saying it, 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 that the idea that um, we, we don't have this mindset for it here because of this world we live in, I think as, 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 as black Americans, we have also been conditioned, I hope, to be able to know that we may get one presentation in the society and know that we still have to go back into our homes, into our personal lives, and create, um, if you will, an alternative universe that exists for us. Yeah, black communities, we do it all the time. And we also have to do that in our love relationships. I didn't take it that way at all. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Hassan, did you have a thought before I go bring on this brother on real quick? I mean, I do, you know, because if polygamy is is similar, is polygamy similar to pimping? Here, I go back to this question again, right? Then I need to know what is pimping at this point, and, and are, is there any, or is there any any similarities 
because what I'm hearing more so is that we have a definition in mind what pimping is, but it hasn't been clarified in this situation here. And okay. so if I can get an understanding okay. of, of pimping at got this you. point, again, I'm back at that question. I got you. Okay, now here it is. So I, and I'm sorry if I'm not making myself clear. So what I've tried to clear, what I've tried to make clear here is, is that based on American and Western, I'll say Western socialization. So based on Western socialization, I think myself and Dave, you can help me out here before I bring on other guests. Um, I think we're simply saying that just the concept of exploitation is how. Western socialized socialized people socialized people might see polygamy. That's literally all we're simply saying. Like we absolutely know polygamy is not pimping, so that's not what we're asking here. That's why we literally use the word similar. So I don't know if I can give give you that clarity because we're not trying to make it pimping, and we're not saying it is pimping. We're saying similar in the ex in that it's exploitive. We're not even suggesting that it is. We're asking the question, so I hope. Okay. That now I'm I'm good now. I'm I'm actually good now because now I hear what it is that you actually are saying, so I can I can actually then free my mind because I ain't gonna see anything to lie. I was stuck. Been holding you on know, to the pen. I can I free my mind. You know, I can free my mind, and then I can now start having what I believe is an intelligent conversation from my end. Because now I have information. There it is, and that's and we got to get that right. clear. Though. We can't communicate, so I have no problem. That yeah, and and the, and that's it because I it's marketing, right? So by using that word, I can understand mm-hmm. based on your background why you were holding to that because you needed to know that explanation. And and again, I said forgive me for not providing that clarity up until this point. But yeah, let's definitely move forward. I got my brother Ephraim mm-hmm. Abdullah because. Now what I would like to dialogue, because, again, we're just trying to have an intelligent conversation about this whole conversation, because as the Asia said, these conversations are being explored. As the first caller said, people are having different value propositions in today, you know, regardless of where that's mm-hmm. coming from. You know, so there's a lot of beautiful things that have been said, even with that miscommunication, if you will. Uh, but even in bringing on my brother, mm-hmm. um, the dialogue now is what are the, in a sense, the advantages and disadvantages just of polygamy just to explore again especially to a society who hasn't explored it again for me it's not about a right wrong or whether you agree with it we're just having the honest mm-hmm. dialogue and here's a brother who's who's practicing and has a friend who's doing well in it and he just said it wasn't for him so that's the backdrop i'll give mm-hmm. before i bring Ephraim on uh, but you know just wanted to get some quick thoughts from that brother um on 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 this question and how he sees it and his background. You got some background noise, Ephraim, if you will. I just came on with some background noise, but you live right now, King. So if you will, introduce yourself and um, you know, go a little more into your story as it relates to this discussion, if you will, King. Good morning, good morning. Uh alaikum, Hassan, Naila, Ramadan Mubarak. Good morning, Asia. Um D-Asia. I'm sorry. D-Asia. I'm sorry. I knew that too. <laughs> I, 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 so you got that from me because I know you know D-Asia's name. I slipped up and said Asia one time. So I know you got that from me listening to the show because I know you always call it D-Asia. You talk yeah. about it all the time. So you, I, I, I made you slip up. Yeah, I'm blaming it on you. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. So, yeah. Good morning. 
So I have I've missed the conversation. I had some other things going on this morning, so I haven't caught uh, much with the last couple of minutes. Um, so from me, you wanted to know my perspective and and what happened in my it's your personal right? experience. Yeah, it's your personal experience. Okay. Because for you, you you found out it right. wasn't for you, and now I wanted to after we right. talked to you, we'll get into some the disadvantages and the advantages of it. The, you know what I mean? Just to have the dialogue about this yeah. concept is relatively new to most of us in Western society. So, yeah, just your personal, what did you like? What didn't you like? Why did it work for you, if you will? Right, right. Um, well, for me personally, uh, first of all, Islam, uh, which is our faith, allows a man to marry up to four women with the stipulation if they can do justice between them, right? And and Allah says in the Quran that you will never be able to do justice no matter how much you desire it. So it's a situation that's definitely something that's not for uh, very many people, uh, very many men and women. Um, the other thing that I, that I want to say about polygyny is that it's, it's a misconception that it's for men to fulfill their desires. Polygyny is actually for the benefit of the women. And uh, that's something I did not understand when I entered into it, and that was one of the major reasons why it did not work out for me. Um, I went in just to give you a little bit of um, backstory. Uh, at the time, I was in my mid-30s. I had been married for about three years. Um, and this was my second wife after my first wife and I divorced. Um, my divorce was something that I never thought would even would ever happen. My parents had been married all my life. Um, the, most of the people I knew in my close-knit circle, parents were married their whole lives. And I just didn't think divorce was something that would was something that would happen to me, but it did. And when it happened, I was pretty distraught and upset, and uh, you know, um, broken up about it. We had children together, and that was not something, that was not a situation I wanted my children to grow up in. So I was I remarried, um, and I was married about three years to to um, to my second wife when. I started feeling like there were some things that that I really was missing in the marriage. And so with polygyny being something that's allowed in our, in our dean, um, our way of life, I said, well, I don't want to go through another divorce. Um, so maybe this could be a solution. Now, in hindsight, I know that to be a huge mistake because, like I said, it's not for the man. It's really for the benefit of the women. I know a lot of people have a hard time understanding that perspective and seeing that as a reality, that it's for the benefit of the women. Um, so so we got involved. My wife was in, in agreement, you know, something that I didn't go and do it behind, you know, closed doors or in the dark or anything. I, I was wide open with it. I discussed it with my wife at the time. And um, she was in agreement. And so um, the sister that we brought knew my situation as well. I was, you know, completely uh, transparent with everybody involved. Um, and we went through it. We got married. And she was living in a separate city. Actually, at the time, I was living in Florida. 
and the other sister who was coming into the relationship was living in the Atlanta area. And um, so that was that was a little bit of a strain. Um, take long for there to start being some some cracks, you know, because, um, like I said, the first thing was I was doing it for the wrong reason. You know, we, if we look at Islamic history and we look at the example of our Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, in his marriages, he generally married women who either were in situations of they had been divorced or they were widowed and maybe they had children. They, you know, so he was bringing them into the fold to be a shield, a covering, a protection for them, um, for their children, to, to and to uh, maybe unite ties for different tribes or peoples or to give examples of different things. Like he married older women, you know, he married, um, you know, like I said, widows. So it wasn't like, you know, like it's portrayed, you know, Muslim men just married, having this harem of young, beautiful girls and, you know, just for their, their pleasure. That's not how it is at all. If, if somebody's doing it correctly. And, you know, I, I applaud my brother Hassan because it takes a lot of work. And that's that's the big that's the part that people don't understand as well. You know, this is not fun and games. You know, it is of course you you have good relationships, then that's great. But this is not all fun and games. You know, uh, for anyone who's doing it correctly and and being successful at it, they're putting in a lot of work. And not just I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about mental. This is a lot of mental work and a lot of um, spiritual work that has to go on. And um, because my situation, I didn't go into it with the correct intention, nothing else could actually get established correctly, if that makes sense. I, so, um, thank you, know. you for your story. No, thank you. Thank you for your stories. I want to hear what Hassan and Naila have to say while we still have you on the air. If you've got a few seconds, um, definitely want to hear their thoughts. Yeah. And then, Yeah, let's see what they got to say about what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, brought my brother Ephraim Abdullah. He gave us his personal story. Again, y'all, you know, if you are just now calling in, the um, son and Naila are both relationship counselors as well. They they relate, they do counseling for monogamous and um, polygamous situations, if you will, and they're in a successful polygamous marriage as we speak, just to give that context for anybody that's just now tuning in like Ephraim. Um, but, yeah, y'all thoughts, uh, either one of you or both of you's thoughts on what Ephraim in explaining his situation. No, I mean, I, and I know many brothers who go into it with that understanding. And so I can see how, you know, maybe, you know, in this instance, at no fault of his own in the sense that he got caught, you know, he got caught off, off, off his, off game or off his, off his square in the sense, um, you know, because it is work, you know, that's why, you know, when we start saying, you know, looking at the exploitation piece of it, you know, when when okay. when men go into it with a faulty understanding of what this is supposed to be about, when men go into it not with the understanding, yeah, I have a desire to have more than one woman, but in my desire, I have to put the work in to make sure that that woman and or those women are taken care of to the best of my ability and not to just really just lay down on them or rely on them or, you know, look for them to take care of me. 
I have to be in a position of taking care of them. And so when when a man goes into it with that, and not so much as a, I'm you know I'm Big Chief and you little Indian either, but as a as a thought of being able to hey, be in a mature cooperative relationship, making sure that everybody's needs are being met, the kids are being met, the kids' needs are being met. I'm being satisfied. She is being satisfied. We are educating ourselves on very on on how to make this relationship work of need, but also from a standpoint of of want and having something a little bit more in life. That's why a lot of people. I mean, that's why a lot of people do not probably get involved in polygyny. I, I will even go a step further. That's why a lot of people don't even get married because, as we know in America now. The, the marriage rate is really beginning to, is still dropping, right? Because people are not actually, when we say socialized, people are not now being socialized to have responsibility for a relationship. So I, I can get how he, I've, I've experienced that with many brothers who are, who have been in polygyny, who doesn't practice polygyny anymore, or because a lot of times they had the idea and they went into it wrong. If I can point out what you just said, too, I want you to consider this for how did we come to this question, too. So, mm-hmm. as you, I agree with you. As we're admitting, if I think we should, I think we can all admit what you just said from the aspect of just even in general, uh, the expectations are not even being socialized to even, like you said, even get married to a degree, right? You just pointed that out. So, mm-hmm. with the things that are out there, Part of the reason for this question, just to even give a little more context, and I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page now, but I want you to see almost a back door to what, we, what, we, what we're, as you said, not being socialized to even marry now. So almost as a back door, people are throwing out polygamy almost from that perspective, saying, well, this will be more helpful than what we're doing. So it's almost like without being socialized to even be married, yeah, we're just kind of out here trying to trying figure it out. And so some, that a lot of women have this problem. Someone has some background. Has, yeah, they're still in the background. That's what they have to do. I, don't, I think I don't, women be like, yo, nah, I don't, why, why can't I have it somebody all? Somebody has to show in the why background. Why can't I just have it all and do everything? Every, and, that the and, that's, and that's a big problem. Can't everyone mute their phone while yeah, he's talking? Yeah, somebody needs to mute their phone. Okay, I found it. The playback. Okay, I got it. I found it. Sorry about that. All right, I found it. So, uh, let me bring Sunday back on. Sorry, I was trying to find out where that background was coming from. Hold on one second, John. All right, I got them on still. All right, sorry about the technical difficulty. So, I was just simply saying that based on what we're out here now, that this question now, if you can understand where I'm coming from, his brother's son, is it's coming mm-hmm. up almost as a fix for what we're currently doing. But as a society, we almost don't know what we're currently doing. Does that even make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I mean, it does. It, it does. It does. It does. That's you know? why I keep us in business. But, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, but the, the reality of it is, is that I think, as even as people are exploring not being married and people are exploring polygyny, people are now just beginning to explore options. 
period. They're looking at options, period, now. And a lot of times is some of the stuff that they're doing that makes it problematic and not being married or being married or being in a plural marriage, what makes it problematic is that they go into it without information. Yeah, but most of the polygamous relationships that we see that don't work, it is be, it, it's typically because of how the man started it. Right. And it's not necessarily that he went in it with these harmful and malicious intentions. He just didn't know what the hell he was doing. doing. Mm-hmm. No, it makes you know, sense. And, and so, and, so and, and to add to that real quickly, and what happens is we get caught in being the misconception of almost, almost, not entirely, but almost the side chick deal. Right, and dealing with dealing with women, you know, we have that because we have been socialized with the first wife, second wife, all this old type of stuff here, when that's not really how it's supposed to be. It's a co wife situation. And they're all wives. And they're all wives. There's no hierarchy in the wife in the wife number. Right. And so a lot of times people start getting their hearts bent bent towards one way. That's not pimping. That's just wrong that's just bad understanding on how to practice. No, it makes sense. Right. Let me get um, a one thought from Ephraim, and then we'll get to another caller. Um, thank you, Ephraim, for sharing your story, you know, live on the air with us. Um, any thoughts about what you heard? And, again, appreciate you so much for um, taking the time to get on with us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Brother Hassan hit it on the head when he said responsibility. That's the biggest thing, and this is what makes uh, polygyny, polygyny uh, not anywhere near pimping and that's because, uh, the fact that the man is the one who is responsible for any woman that he's married to, whether it's one or four. And Islam is the only system that outlines and diagram, diag, uh, um, completely gives us guidelines as far as how it's to be done, even limiting the number to four um, telling us that uh, who's responsible, what the responsibilities are. The man is responsible for the women financially, physically, spiritually, all of these different things. And so what people don't understand, they see it from the outside looking in like it's all fun and games. But when you're responsible for somebody, that's a huge, huge um, weight on your shoulders. And people don't realize it until they're in the situation, and many in the situation don't realize it. But, I mean, just to be responsible for one person is a lot. But then to be responsible for multiple is more than the more than most are able to even begin to deal with. And another thing he said was cooperation and making sure everybody's taken care of, all of their needs are being met. That is a huge thing. I mean, just to do that for one woman is a lot. But to do it for multiple, it takes a special kind of, brother and the brothers that i know who have done it successfully they have to me a dip they have a completely different um mentality and um way of being that gives them i think what they need that's what they need to be able to to successfully navigate that situation whereas you know i find i just found out you know for me my personality didn't even didn't even work in the situation you know i just it, it was just too much for me to handle. Yeah, well, it makes and, sense. Um, let, me go, let me go to another caller, brother, but thank you so much for your call, and I'll just highlight when the one thing that you said that stands out to, to me was uh, because you had been through a divorce before, 
you were thinking another situation would fix what was missing. So, again, the whole wrong approach. But I can see how a lot of people could make that mistake. And so, you know, so appreciate you for giving us your story, King. Appreciate you very much. Yes, sir. Uh, we got area code 407, last three, 400. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three for for this morning's discussion. Good morning. It's Ashley. Um, I was just calling because the point that I wanted to make is, like, um, I think earlier the other co-host, the special guest, I'm not sure of her name, uh, she mentioned how, like, polygamy doesn't take away you requiring to do the self-work. And so when I hear the question, like, I just think that it's pimping for – for the people that are being representative of polygamy right now because they're exploiting people who have not made the decision that polygamy is for them. And so I I don't think personally that there's anything wrong with polygamy, right? Like find, find your tribe and like be with the people that want the same thing. But I think in America, the issue is that people are using polygamy as a way to get their needs met without really knowing the foundation of it. So it's like you're getting great value polygamy going on because these people want the ability to be with multiple people without the responsibility, without understanding the work or the context. And if that's what everyone is seeing in the dating world right now, then of course it feels that way. It feels like you're being exploited or you're, your options are being taken away because someone wants wants the ability to be with multiple women or multiple men without doing the work, without understanding the foundations of it. And so I feel like that's, that's the problem that's coming up. Like, and, and it's most prevalent for the dating apps and things like that, where people are coming on like, oh, yeah, we're poly. We want this. We want that, you know. And, and that's what they're presenting without it being like the actual facts, the actual breakdown of what polygamy is rooted in and what it's supposed to do for the community, for the family. And so if this is the only thing that we're seeing in our Western society, then that that's why it's going to be viewed that way because mm-hmm. – we're not getting the facts about it. Who? Naila, you on you live on the air, Queen. Be careful. <laughs> so you have a comment? I don't. I don't have comments. Yeah, no problem. I just heard you. I heard you making a comment. I was just letting you know you're you're live on the air if you're not talking to us. So keep that in mind. Oh. Um, oh. No, she's yeah. telling me what. She, no. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No problem. No, 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 I'm just saying, I'm letting y'all know we can hear y'all. That's what I'm trying to remind y'all. So um, oh. uh, with that, yeah, yeah, just be, just ask you to be aware of that. Um, but Ashley, okay. um, yeah, Ashley, amazing point. And, and if y'all hear her, she's just simply saying that, unfortunately, it's being presented in a very pimping way that's obviously the opposite of what y'all are laying out and what y'all practice, but it's definitely coming out in a, in a, in a, in a, from a standpoint of, um, you know, can I get what I want? Um, I hope I'm being fair to what you're saying, but, Ashley. But, but here's the thing that I think that has to be understood, too. In any marriage, marital situation, when it's people get together. They're trying to get what they want. Well, no, that, that's not, I mean, that's true, but there is a choice. And what I'm hearing, too, is that in some instances, women are not having a choice. You have a choice, even if you are in, if you're married and the man decides to get in a collision, 
you kind of have the choice to get out of it if you don't want to be in it. No, no, right. it's not oh, necessarily I, saying that a, a woman doesn't have a choice. I feel like the problem is is that when it's presented, right, like it comes in as an afterthought. It's not something that people are establishing up front when they're getting these relationships. It's, oh, we we were monogamous together, and now because my man wants a threesome or he wants another woman, like now let's go ahead and explore um, polygamy or polyamory so that we can go ahead and have this other person. That's what's happening in the dating world right now. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, right? Like, I feel like if it's founded in the right things and people are starting it for the right reasons, everyone absolutely has a choice. But what's happening is that these people are starting it after they've been in a monogamous relationship and wanting to transition to something else. And you do take away someone's choice when you do that because um, if, if I knew that you wanted to be with multiple people up front, then I would have made the decision for myself to say, you know what, that's not for me. But when you do it as an afterthought, you do take away someone's choice, and that's what's happening. Yeah, because it's like – Hold on one second. Let me let DeAsia go real quick. Let me let DeAsia go real quick, son, if you don't mind. So let me let me let me let DeAsia jump in real quick and then you respond to both of them. Okay. Yeah, because what she's saying is is more so like is 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 when when she's saying there's not a choice. I don't want it to be heard as if this person has just like been, you know, abused or something in a situation. It's not that. What happens is they'll start off the situation. It's monogamous. And then now I'm in, I love you now. So when something, when you come to me now with this new idea, I might be more willing to reconfigure our dynamics of our relationship because I love you now. So isn't that you want it in the beginning and my feelings are not involved and I'm not attached to you in that manner. I could just be like, I could just chunk the goose at you like whatever. But now that I'm in this relationship with you and I love you and I don't want to lose you and this is a new ideal of yours, then I might explore it. And then another thing, too, we have to keep in mind, like the previous caller was saying about response, the responsibility of it, what we're noticing. And you guys, um, Hassan, you guys, y'all may have went about this situation with the proper knowledge and going about it the, the right way, but your situation is that's not how it's the, the mass majority of people who are trying to live that lifestyle are doing it. You have these men that are out here that can't really afford one woman. They call it nation building. They'll go get another woman so they could help split the light bill three different ways. Sometimes they living on the third floor in the apartment building, and you got to climb three flights of stairs every day in order to get in the house. He cannot properly he cannot properly take care of the one woman that he's with. They might be, you know, going through something or whatever, and they feel like, hey, you know what, it's best that we bring on somebody else and he can help and he can assist us. If you're in a polygamous situation, and this is, this is just my take, and men will actually get mad at a woman for saying this, you need to be able to take care of us. You need to be able to financially take care of us. Because if you cannot financially take care of a woman, you're not you're not worthy to have a woman, and it's definitely not worthy to have two or three of them. So you so you need me, to be able to take care of your woman. And in our society, they're not doing it like that. 
Right. Let me say this, and, and I'm, I know Hassan's aware of that part. I just want to bring this content, this tech content. Mm-hmm. Well, not. A, I want to kind of bring this question pushback just for the dialogue. So, if the three people can bring their income together, and in since he's not able to take care of the one, right? But he, another woman goes for that, and now they successfully move up. What's wrong with that? And I'm saying it kind of to you, DeAsia, and I want to hear Hassan's thoughts on that question as well. So just so, I'm just kind of doing a quick push back to what you're saying, your thoughts, then Hassan. There's nothing wrong with that. However, that that process is what someone is how somebody will look at it, like it's a pimping type of situation. Because okay. now in pimping, guess what the man does? He 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 has these women to assist him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's the same way with the polygamy situation. Yeah, if you do it that way, if you want to be, I don't have a problem with pipping and horn. If that's what these people want to do, they could do that. You know what I'm saying? I, You know, like, pussy is the hottest commodity on the planet, so if you want to sell it and get you some money, I'm absolutely okay with it. All at the same time, in a polygamous relationship, if you're not, if you're in that situation, and it's more often than not, that you're a man who is not financially stable to take care of a woman, and you need to bring on other women in order to sustain a particular lifestyle. Then, in essence, that is looked at as pimping because that's pretty much the pretty much about the, like the same thing a pimp does, except of maybe he ain't got the women um, selling, Going you know, out. selling yeah, themselves yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But they're doing yeah. something to supplement income. Makes sense. Some mm-hmm. of your thoughts when you hear all that. Again, this is just yeah, they're just I mean, bringing the, the, the modern context to this this conversation. What are you? What are your thoughts, King? Right now, now, now we now we where I wanted to be. All right, and so I get that. I get that if this is a situation where a man, because even for for me, if a man goes into a situation and now he and and I give you an example of something, a man going to a situation where he gets all these women who have who's on assistance. They got Section 8 or they got this or that. They got subsidized housing, all this old type of stuff here. He really doesn't have a job, but then he has these multiple women, right? You know, that, that's frowned upon even even within our set, right? And so I, I, I get the idea now if it's a man that's sitting there and he's trying to sustain a lifestyle on other women. You know, he's driving their cars, he's living in their homes, he, he's doing it, and he's not making a contribution or a high contribution to, 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 that, to that lifestyle, then, okay, I get that. that that's abuse, right? That is abuse. Yeah, let me, let, me ask this, let, me ask this, let me ask you this real quick, um, just a little more context. What about the situation where they're, equal, like, so they're, they're all doing okay? You know, they, they got okay jobs. And so it's not, he's not contributing a lot. They're, let's say they're all just, I'm kind of giving a a, fair, um, a context of they're all contributing their one-third. What about that one? I want Because mm-hmm. the, the abuse one is easy to, to, to talk down upon. How do you feel about the one where right. it's literally one-third and one-third and one-third coming together? I want to see how you feel about that one. Well, and, and, and but, okay, now here's the other thing. is If it's one-third up under one household, right, I don't know how that's going to work anyway. Right, they everybody living in one house. I don't know how that's going to work. Right, that's just my context of it, though. Right, okay. I don't know okay. how that works. Now, if he, if she is in her own dwelling, the other is in her own dwelling, and he's he's contributing to 
both of the upkeep and the maintenance and everything of both of these homes, right, then and if this is what they agreed upon at that point, if it's something that he agreed upon, he had he felt like he had some coins that he could do something, the woman said, well, you know, I have this, I got this going on, this is what I require from you, I need you to meet this, because not only does she need him to meet something financially, she has other needs, emotional, whatever other needs that she may have. Other people have made choices of why they make moves, you know. Women also make choices of why they make moves. There's not a situation where a man come up, he's sweet-talking this woman and, and, and talking her into something, right? Now, I'm not going to say that doesn't happen, okay? So I don't want to be foolish and make everybody think that, no, nah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it does happen. But if we're looking at a majority of the situation, people are looking at their conditions and making decisions based upon their conditions. Right, fair right. enough. I, for, oh, sorry. For example, I need to get to a break. Let me get to a break. I got to get to a break, brother. I, I done bust through the breaks. Uh, for the callers out there, um, if you want to get in, you do have to press one. I see a lot of callers. If you're just listening, no problem. Uh, we'll try to take a couple of callers coming out of this break as well. Sorry to cut you off, King, but I done blew through the break, so let no me problem. play uh, a couple of commercials here. And, again, for all the callers out there, you do have to press one if you're a first-time listener. Caller, you have to press one if you want to talk. We'll be right back, but all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Please join us on the weekend of April 29th through 30th for the Key Lombo Family Fun Fest. This event has something for the entire family with classes in African dance, art, drumming, cooking, martial arts, and many others. Kilombo Academic and Cultural Institute hosts a series of virtual fun, games, and engaging classes in order to raise money for their students' tuition and competitive salaries for their teachers. Kilombo Academic and Cultural Institute is an African-centered, accredited school in Decatur, Georgia. Kilombo's mission is to foster an academically excellent and culturally relevant education that produces students who are equipped to succeed globally and are committed to social justice. For more information or to become a sponsor of the Kilombo's Family Fun Fest, please visit them at kilomboschool.com. That is kilomboschool.com. K-I-L-O-M-B-O. Are you intimidated by money? While this is a question most people never think to ask themselves, but when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Mondays, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach Ashley Thomas and psychotherapist Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, 
find out if you're intimidated by money, what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mentor Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Welcome back to the Mentor Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Cheese. If you're in the Atlanta area today at 2 o'clock, we are meeting at Four Keeps Books to have our first offline Making Money Matters um, session where we are actually playing Monopoly, Monopoly and financial literacy with Ashley, CEO of Making Money Matters, Ashley Thomas. So look forward to seeing some of you if you're in the Atlanta area at 2 o'clock today. We're going to go to Highland Bistro afterwards, um, a black-owned, rest- black-owned restaurant in the Highland area. So hopefully we'll see some of y'all today. All right. Um, Hassan, let me get back to you, King. Um, again, for all the callers out there, if you're looking to get in, you do have to press one. So a lot of the first time listeners missed that note. You have to press one. I see a lot of you out there. All right. Let me... All right, so you can finish up what you were saying, King. Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, real quickly, um, I was saying even Naila for herself, she didn't have to be in this situation, right? I think she had options. Um, before we got married. Now, I mean, I wouldn't know why. She, I, I, not for the life of me, I don't know why she wouldn't want to be with me, right? But, you know, she had options, right? She It wasn't as if I sit there and said something to her to make her come through. He didn't have to persuade me. I wasn't already in love with him. And, oh, because I love him, I'm going to have to do this. That, no, I, I looked at him. I looked at monogamous men and polygamous marriage options for me, and I chose the best option for me. Right. And so and, 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 and going to a question real quickly, going to something that was said a little earlier, and I, and I respect the fact in that, is that, when a guy comes into a relationship, and this is going to the caller, when a guy is in a relationship, he's in a monogamous relationship, and then he he says, okay, you know what, I want to try this polygyny. For whatever this, I want to try having multiple wives. For whatever reason, he calls himself wanting to have multiple wives. You know, he has had at some point, you know, it would be, it would be I, I think it would be in a sense somewhat disingenuous Right, but I'm not. I say somewhat because it mm-hmm. can be disingenuous. He came in with some nefarious thoughts and dealing with this, dealing with this first woman. But he also could have had a value shift in his own self. Right, not saying that his value shift right. is going to be good. Right, I understand what you mean. You know, he may have had a value shift, and now in that now, you know, and she said, "Well, I love him, and I don't want to be without him, or whatever." Then she gets to make the decision, you know, even though she may not like the decision that he's he's making based upon his value shift, mm-hmm. right, and something that he's looking for that he wants, she may not like it, and that's understandable. If she doesn't like it, then she gets to make the choice of either staying with it or not staying with it, right, based upon the love, because at the end of the day, she got to love herself more than she love him. Oh, you know, so she has to get she has to be in a position of being able to make a choice. Now, what I've also seen in that is where somebody tried to uh, 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 minimize the woman in this instance. Now, because I, I want to be fair in what it is that I'm saying here. I've seen people who try to see me into, well, you know, 
You ain't got no reason to leave me. I too good by you. I treat you right. I do this. I just want to get another wife. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I've also seen that take place. So that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't seen the whole full spectrum of this, whole, of right. this, of this ordeal. No, right, right, right. And here's here's something that again, you know, this is a conversation that could we could do a whole another hour on, but I wanted to at least bring it up and kind of we'll, you know, just kind of end here because this gets brought up and one of the cuts played it a little bit, but just the idea. Here's a couple of places where I hear the exploitation takes place. Um, again, in the modern era of this, if you will, from the, the standpoint of how we look at the community. So we'll hear like BS such as, you know, like Atlanta, that's 12 women to one. And the, and these numbers are never the case, um, you know, and, and people have heard it for so long, they think I'm incorrect. But, you know, for those who know how much I look at the stats, uh, it's literally at the most like 1.1 woman to one man, you know, if you will. And especially in the, from the ages of 15 to 44, which is considering, considered the, in a sense, you know, getting into a relationship age or whatever. And so those numbers do go a little higher because women live longer once you started including the old, the elderly, the, not just to say the elderly, but older people, then the numbers do spread out more. But in the, as far as, you know, the, the exploitation of well, women ain't got no choice, it's five women to one and that kind of stuff. And again, that's the context that we hear a lot of today. But the other context is, you know, because we all unfortunately talk about having a lot of single parents out here or whatever, it keeps getting offered as a solution, but usually both of those come in the context. There's way more women to men, you know, men, and what, you know, um, what are they to do other than to just accept it? So it comes from that perspective. Um, just any thoughts from all of you on that, and then we're going to close this show out. But, again, because that's the context that's, that's happening right now as we speak, especially for those doing it from outside of a religion, um, from, a, from a non-religious place. Deja, I'll let you um, jump in on that real quick. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that you circled back to this because I definitely wanted to speak on that. I wanted to speak on how Archie as well, but that's more so the dynamics of Certain uh, relationships, but um, so this is this is a this is a, a good one. When I heard that clip, it was laughable because I was able to see um, the way that she actually went from talking about cheating to rationalizing being in a, a polygamous situation mm-hmm. with you know the, all of these different numbers in a single parent household. Here's my thing. She was saying something about polygamy is good for the kids and the kids, you know, you know, for single parents, right? And she was giving these numbers about the ratio for men to women. But you had to have a man in order to make those kids. You had at one point you had the man, right, in order to have these kids. So it, it wasn't immaculate conception. So you had that man. Why didn't you make that man marry you, or why didn't you wait when you out when you when you're dating or whatnot or whatnot? Why are you? Why don't you? Because you meet you're meeting man, man. We're we're meeting men. So why not make these men marry you before you have kids instead of okay? Now he ends up in another situation, and now you gotta go and get somebody else's uh, husband in order to help you raise your kids. Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, now, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, again, this is our our last segment here, so I just wanted to 
hear your thoughts because again we gotta talk about this in the modern context, if you will. Awesome. No, go ahead. I don't want to say. Um, you just anything you got to say on that. You don't get to No, I don't. I I don't. I don't. I'm I'm actually curious because I know Hasa has something to say. I'm go ahead. Hasa. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I I thought it was funny how how the angel uh, put that out there. You know, because I was sitting there listening to. Her, I said, Oh, I know what she get ready to go with that. Then she finally said it right. And mm-hmm. I mean, and and I can understand what what that looks like as far as that whole, you know, people say community building. I, I really do believe that is just a byproduct of being in polygyny. Um, some people make choices and some people make bad choices and some people come out of bad choices with with outcomes, right? And then this is just an option for those who are looking to experience love and experience family in a position to where they don't have to accept it based upon this is my last result. We do sit in a position, and this is not because of what it is, because we, we have a polygamous marriage, because I had this exposure even be, you know even before I, I came into um, into it, but what I can say in regard to those who are looking for other alternatives for how they want to do their love relationships, everyone isn't going into it where we're already in love, and so let's see what what it is that we can do. There are people who are literally getting up saying, "I think that this is what we want to do. I think we actually would like to go ahead and prepare for it. I mean, we have people contacting us. Do you know somebody who would agree? to be a sister wife or who, you know, we're looking for a co-wife. There are couples who are actually trying to engage in this lifestyle in a way that's healthy and and, and, and caring. And so the idea that, you know, um, it, it, it includes oppression or tyranny, oh, I mean, you can get that in any type of relationship, but there are actually people who are looking at ways to be able to do this lifestyle in a way that benefits everyone. And what I, what I love about um, what Deja said is her putting it in the context of the children, right? Because um, you know we've had mm-hmm. y'all on, before, right? We've had y'all on before, and that's something that I offer. I was on. I just had a. I do a video show now. I don't, know, I don't think I told y'all this. But um, you know, Deja knows about it. But we, um, and she popped on with me on Thursday night, and we end up talking about just marriage in general. And so when Deja mm-hmm. asked that question to those who are now considering it, you know, like she said, going maybe going to get somebody else's husband because you didn't make the first one marry you, if you will. So something that it, unfortunately is lost on the context of current times is that marriage was for the children, and, and current times misunderstand that. We misunderstand that. And so the beauty of monogamy or polygamy, that is still the foundation in either of those situations, whichever one you choose. And so the exploration that we're seeing around this topic in some instances, like you said, as you just said, um, Naila, People are choosing it healthily as well, just like you could healthily choose a monogamous situation, right? So there are people who are doing mm-hmm. that, as you pointed out. Uh, but speaking to those 
who are trying to use it as some type of fixer-upper or some type of band-aid to the current situation, mm-hmm. um, to, to, in my opinion, to DeAsia's point, when you understand that connection long-term is about legacy in those children, once you once mm-hmm. you under, yeah once people come to understand that, then you won't accept an exploitive version of what y'all are talking mm-hmm. about because if you don't understand this about your children, you're missing the whole boat anyway. If that well, makes sense, that person, but that person is that person is unhealthy anyway, though, and that's the, that's the idea that and that's the idea that we was kind of talking about a little earlier. When a person walk into it, you know, because I heard two things. One is the man, you know, exploiting the woman. But in this instance, it sounds like the woman is exploiting the man. I, you know, I'm going to get somebody else, man, to raise my kids, right? So it's a situation where that that still requires, one, getting healthy, you know, healing and getting healthy for whatever it is, the traumas that you've been through. Two, understanding that marriage is about legacy is not just about child raising, right? It's not just about somebody giving, you know, paying my bills. Or because I love you. Or, or, or simply because I just love, love you. Right? It, it is about, I mean, all those things are, are products of it, right? Mm-hmm. But marriage is something that, you know, it, it, it has to be looked at from a standpoint of longevity. Commitment. Commitment. You know, uh, into you know interdependence, you know, and 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 and, and consideration, right? And so, if we are going to look at marriage as it's supposed to be, and not the educational part that we're not getting in dealing with relationships, period. Period. Well, with that said, we got a couple of minutes. So we've got a couple of minutes. So if y'all will. Let them know how they can stay in contact, take some of your classes, and get those educations. Because, again, y'all are helping way more monogamous couples than you are polygamous. Um, that clay couple, y'all do what y'all do very well. So if you will, tell people how they can stay in contact with y'all. Okay. You can find us at www.thatclaycouple.com. You can hashtag on social media uh across Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can hashtag that clay couple, and you can find us. Right now we have a 98.73% rate of keeping couples together who are headed towards divorce and separation. Wow. Um, DeAsia, again, um, you've already given out some of your contact information, but for people that got on this call late, let them know how they can follow you at on Podesta the Asia and Hip Hop School on um, both of your podcasts. Um, my podcast, Death of the Asia, um, it's on YouTube as well as I stream sometimes on Facebook as well. But uh, I prefer those of you who are listening who would like to check it out, check it out on YouTube because um, that's where the money resides. Also, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, part, <laughs> I'm part of a, a another podcast yeah, as well that's on it, and it's hip hop. It's hip hop school, past and present, and it's a panel podcast, and it's every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube. All right, thank y'all all. Great conversation today. Um, look for the Just My Three Cents video podcast where you can jump on the video with me 
uh, every typically Wednesday nights at eight. Sometimes I have to move it to Thursdays. So hopefully some of y'all can join us there for those conversations. Every Saturday is the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Share it, tell a friend, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the above. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.